assigned to Sister White. We will not fear. The kingdom is alive. The kingdom's on the move with the poor and the meek and the hungry and the lonely. Welcome to Adventist Voices Spectrum's podcast. I'm Alexander Carpenter, and I'm honored to be joined by Floyd Painitz, who is currently the Vice President for Kinship International and is going to be taking over the presidential role uh, next month. Welcome to the podcast, Floyd. Ah, thank you so much. I am happy to be here and uh, appreciate the opportunity to talk with you. You know, I have really appreciated the ministry of kinship, and I always think it's important for folks who have been part of an organization to define that organization themselves. So how would you describe uh, Kinship International? Yeah, kinship, uh, FDA Kinship International is, is basically a community, a safe place for LGBTQIA+, uh, current and former Seventh-day Adventists, as well as their uh, supportive family members or just family members who are also looking for a safe space to explore and um, understand their, their children or their family members a little bit better. So primarily, primarily a, a community. And how long have you been involved with Kinship? I've been involved since the late 80s. Um, I had heard about it in, in college, and it was like a deep, dark secret that I hope no one <laughs> found out, you know, that I knew about kinship. And then later, a few years later, when uh, the opportunity arose and I felt that I needed to reach out as a community or for a community, I uh, reached out to kinship and uh, became a member and pretty much became involved and active in different programs and leadership uh, right away uh, from the late 80s onward. Wow, that's such a great legacy. You know, I've had students uh, who have been part of kinship at various points in their life when they really needed um, to get to know other LGBTQIA Adventists. And uh, Spectrum has been a longtime supporter. Uh, I am just thinking back to a few GC sessions ago when <laughs> you were there in the Spectrum booth and um, doing some really great um, sort of information awareness raising uh, there at the GC session. Uh, just uh, how was that? Uh, you were um, doing surveys, if I remember correctly. Yeah, one of them, I believe it was the Atlanta one that uh, we were doing surveys of passerbys. Uh, we had hoped to have a booth of our own, and at the last minute, uh, we were denied, uh, or the permission was withdrawn for having a booth. And so Bonnie uh, graciously uh, said that we could be part of the, the, the Spectrum family there. And so I, we were came up with a survey. Uh, a broad spectrum survey of um, lots of different hot potato questions, LGBT being one of them, but uh, as long uh, as well as women's ordination, uh, you know, bearing arms, participating in in the military, uh, you know, uh, taking care of the earth, those types of questions that uh, could be considered hot potatoes, and so we kind of uh, surveyed the people that that came by the booth. I've always appreciated. Uh, Spectrum's 
uh, outlook on things, uh, the uh, community through conversation kind of uh, motto that they have. And uh, so that was, I was really privileged. Carol, and, Carol Grady and I were privileged to be a part of, of that Spectrum booth that year. Yeah, that's uh, that was a fun time. So, you know, um, these days, uh, we have, we were uh, going to go to the, um, GC session 2020 that was canceled Mm -hmm. and we were, uh, alerted before it was canceled that we wouldn't have a normal booth. And one of the reasons was because of our support for kinship at the last GC session. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sorry about that. You know, you do, do not, I didn't bring it up for that because in fact, our board was very proud of the fact that we, um, that, that according to the current administration, um, was a mark against us because we're very, um, you know, unified in our support for what kinship does and, and what yeah. it represents. So, um, yeah. so we look forward to the next, uh, next general conference. That's right. Let's keep, keep the activism alive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so this is pride month. How are you celebrating? Yeah, the pandemic has sort of changed things a little bit, the dynamics of, of Pride Month, but um, Kinship is celebrating. Uh, we're having lots of different posts uh, on our Facebook and uh, different social media outlets, uh, um, you know, highlighting Pride around the world. And actually, this coming weekend on Sunday, we're at Kinship is having a virtual Pride Parade. And uh, so different members from around the world are... Uh, submitting short videos, just saying happy pride from wherever they're located and uh, just displaying a little bit of their local pride. And we're putting that together. And uh, so that'll be our virtual pride, kinship pride parade uh, on Sunday. So, uh, so yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's an exciting month. Uh, I know that pride, the word pride is sometimes uh, a word that's not so easily digested within the Adventist culture. Uh, but I think we do have a lot to be proud of, and uh, uh, the organization has come a long ways, and our members, I'm really proud of all of them. Uh, I know when I first was coming out, I, I thought I was the only uh, Seventh-day Adventist who, who had these feelings that I had, and then I discovered that there's a whole world out there, a whole community uh, very similar to me, and so I no longer felt alone, and I think that's one of the main uh, goals of SDA Kinship is to, to let people know that they're not alone in their journeys, and each journey is unique and, and a little bit different, but yet we still have all a lot of common um, uh, factors that, that bring us together, and uh, so we don't have to be one homogenous group, but, uh, but yet, uh, you know, we're there's others like us out there. And I think that's an important message. Yeah, absolutely. It is. Um, you know, I don't think folks in North America realize how global kinship is. I know that you often have to, um, sort of, um, be very careful about the identities of many of your members due not only to Adventist um, prejudice, but prejudice in many um, countries, especially where Adventists have grown and have a large uh, population. But can you give 
folks listening kind of a sense of your truly um, global uh, community? Yeah, yeah, happily. Uh, we're currently represented in 103 countries around the world. Wow. And uh, so that's, you know, all almost all of the major countries. And a lot of those still uh, have laws in the books where it's illegal to be, uh, to say that you're gay or lesbian or bisexual or uh, whatever, trans, whatever. Um, so, you know, it is very dangerous for a lot of our members to be out. And so it's that much more important to have a safe space uh, knowing that, uh, you know, they're, they can reach out and connect with someone in another country or whatever that uh, where life is much easier. Not to say that it's easy for everyone here in the United States, but we certainly have it much better than in a lot of the countries around the world. And uh, so, yeah, about 103 countries uh, uh, have kinship representation. Um, we currently, kinship is, for some people, they come and they stay with Kinship as an organization because they need that and they want that constant community. For others, uh, they need to just be affirmed that they're not the only ones and they kind of move on and it's it's just a stopping point and then living the rest of their lives as, as well-balanced, happy LGBTQ Adventists. Um, so our, our current membership around the world that we are in contact with is about 3,700. Uh, which I'm pleased with that number, but that number could be 10 or 20 times larger and still not be representative of all the, the Adventists, uh, who are identify as LGBT. If you take, uh, you know, the Adventist, um, denominational numbers, whether it's, you know, however many million at the, at the moment and, uh, either, even divide that by a small percentage, 5%, even maybe three percent, and uh, you still come up with a very large number. Yeah, and uh, so we have we have our work cut out for us to reach all these people uh, who have not heard about kinship and the message that hey, God loves you just as you are uh, unconditionally. And uh, I think that's that's a wonderful message that still needs to be spread to lots of lots of countries, lots of areas. Um, we're seeing a lot of growth in South America. Hmm. Um, I'm part of the member services team, and uh, you know, I, so I get the I'm kind of the front line person of when someone joins. I get their their application, and um, they usually tell just a little bit about themselves of why they're joining or how they found about found us found out about kinship, and uh, you know, it's the same heart wrenching stories that I heard. Uh, 30 some odd years ago uh, when I first joined. And uh, so, you know, although it's getting better, the the stories of being kicked out of your home or disfellowship from your church or or fearing for your life, etc., uh, those are still there mm-hmm. and uh, very, very relevant. So, you know, uh, we can't sit back and say, hey, we're doing a great work because we are doing a good work, but there is so much more to do. Absolutely. 
Um, you mentioned your, uh, your encounter with kinship and you, and you were in college. Do you mind just telling us a little bit about like where you were going to college and what you were studying and, and kind of where you grew up? Certainly, certainly. I, I, I currently live in Dallas, Texas, uh, grew up in, in South Texas in an Adventist family. I was third generation Adventist, um, in a, in a conservative German, uh, family. And uh, so when I, when I went to college, I, of course, Keene, Southwestern Adventist University now, was my, my first choice, and uh, it was closest. And because we grew up in a very conservative um, family, and God was the center of our lives from, you know, sun up in the morning till sundown at night, and, uh, you know, especially in the farmer's community like we were in, uh, uh, you know, I wanted to tell other people about the good news uh, of God and, and the Adventist message. So I chose uh, the ministerial route to go, uh, and I wanted to be a, a pastor and uh, share all the share the good news. Um, at that time, I, I knew at an early age that, that I felt different or I felt that there was something different with my life and other guys around me. Uh, but I wasn't sure what, what to actually call that. And, uh, you know, LGBT was not something that was, that was really openly talked about. Sure. Uh, and the, the few things that I did here, uh, were all negative And of course, just use the term gay at that point. So I never wanted to use the term gay for my feelings. I thought gay was the other the people who were sinners, not Adventists, whatever, the ones who uh, uh, lived a crazy, crazy life. And uh, so, you know, I, I never considered myself gay, uh, even though I had those feelings. Uh, so I went to college, and about halfway through um, my sophomore year, I went to Bogenhofen in, in Austria, and was still studying theology there as well as uh, German, which is my first language uh, from home anyway. Uh, but I, I discovered that I don't, I didn't think that the church was ready for my brand of, of ministry, and I wasn't ready for the uh, the politics and uh, uh, what the church was saying. It just wasn't jiving with me. Um, so I changed my major to business business administration. That allowed me to still graduate in the in the four years without doing a whole lot of changing. Um, I thought that God wanted me to to get married and uh, uh, be heterosexual, and so I trusted that He was. If I prayed hard enough, He was going to change me. And uh, while I was at school in in Bogenhofen, I I met a a young lady who caught my eye. She was wonderful. She was like a sister to me. And uh, uh, I was praying to God saying that if if I do my part, I know that God will do his part to uh, to make me the what he want, wanted me to be. And so we, we did get married and uh, I stepped out in faith, but nothing changed and I was really confused. And uh, so uh, after six years, uh, I had come out to my wife, and uh, 
we decided that divorce was probably the best route for us, uh, for her to be able to live uh, a normal wife, heterosexual uh, life, and for me to, to explore and, and understand what, what God was really wanting in my life. And so that must have been very painful. It was quite painful. Yes. Yes. Uh, time, time heals. Hmm. And, uh, unfortunately I, you know, I, I can look back and I can remember the pain. And as other people recount a similar story, I still feel those, uh, those painful moments, uh, you know, asking God, why, why isn't he doing, you know, his part of what I thought would be his part. Um, and so it was very important at that point for me, and even before, to study what the Bible actually said. As I mentioned, uh, we, we didn't talk about homosexuality much as a church, church family, and uh, so there wasn't a whole lot of resources there. And so I studied, it was before the internet, of course, <laughs> and uh, so, you know, I read all the books I could, and I came to the conclusion that those six texts, although they're, they're val- very valid and important texts, they weren't referring to what I was feeling as a uh, gay man uh, that I had accepted by that point uh, as a nomenclature for me. Uh, so, um, so anyway, I continued studying and... and uh, Fortunately, in the years that have passed, uh, there's been a lot of people doing that same thing. There are a lot of resources out there now. Yes, the internet makes it very easy to to uh, to you know find both sides of the story and see which one the Holy Spirit leads you to um, feel applies to you and uh, what is being said in those texts. Um, so one of the projects that Kinship is actually doing right now is uh, we're promoting a book called Unclobber. Yes. And it w- was written by Colby Martin. He uh, uh, was an evangelical heterosexual pastor, uh, married, and several children. Um, and he just, it didn't sit right with him that his church was teaching that it was uh, wrong to be gay. Uh, he felt... Uh, from the people that he knew, uh, being gay was not a choice, not something someone willfully chose uh, in order to disobey God or, or anything like that. And so he made it his, uh, his project to, to do an in-depth study of that and has written the book Unclobber, talks about his journey, and every other chapter then talks about one of the, uh, the six so-called clobber texts, uh, that uh, is used to often um, um, demonize or, or, or say that homosexuality is a sin. He does a really good job of, of explaining that in a simple way. And uh, so Kinship's project, uh, one of their projects this year, is to make that book available for free for anyone who wants to read that. And we're hoping that pastors, church leaders, um, professors, you know, all levels of, of Adventist will, will take advantage to read that. You can go to our website, sdakinship.org forward slash unclobber and order a free copy. And uh, our hopes is that it will start a discussion. And uh, we feel that by talking about things 
uh, you can understand the other person a little bit better and where they're coming from. And so that's what we're hoping is to start a conversation with this book. And um, That's great. So, yeah, so I invite anyone listening to take advantage of that and uh, read it for themselves. And if they have comments, to send me an email and uh, let me know what they think about it. Yes, that sounds great. So folks can just go to the Kinship website and, and uh, get the get a free book that is uh, very um, well-reviewed and, and sort of popular right now. Um, mm-hmm. exactly. That's great. What other sort of uh, initiatives are you thinking that Kinship's going to pursue um, in the future as you're continuing to both sort of – I always think Kinship – both is a is a sort of support network as well as advocacy, and there's always a tension between those two things. How do how do you sort of see the organization um, moving forward? Uh, what sort of things are you emphasizing? Yeah, I you know I, I always think you know there's the the uh, the in reaching in and reaching out uh, kind of thing, and so reaching in is very important to let LGBTQ. Uh, Adventists know that that there is a community, there's a safe place for them, and we don't all agree, we don't all read uh, things the same, uh, but still it's a safe space to, to exist, and uh, no one is going to be disfellowshipped from that. And then the other thing is uh, reaching out uh, with books like Unclobber or Alicia Johnston's new book that's coming out that uh, she's doing a Kickstarter for now. Uh, we're hoping, you know, that will also be uh, a very helpful book, uh, especially for someone who's conservative and wants to hold on to their conservative way of thinking Yes, and still be able to uh, understand and accept uh, their LGBTQ brothers and sisters sitting in the pew next to them. Uh, so there's, yeah, there's a lot of things um, like that. I'm really excited about the, the new uh, board that that we're going, we're putting together. Elections are about to happen, uh, and so hopefully, with that, we want to. We have a new youth director, and uh, what we want to do is uh, somehow connect all the gay straight alliances on the Adventist campuses, as well as the campuses that don't have those. Uh, the pandemic has opened up the world of Zoom and connecting electronically, virtually online. Yeah, and so. You know, we're looking at ways of connecting students from different colleges uh, together to know that they're part of something bigger than just on their campus or whatever. And also when they graduate from their campus, uh, that they have a home that they can also continue to find support and advocate for um, LGBTQ uh, issues that come up. So Kinship is there uh, for that. So we want to put all that together. The uh, the other exciting thing on the opposite end of the spectrum, kind of, is uh, the work with parents, uh, family and friends, uh, part of SDA Kinship. Uh, we have uh, Carolyn and John Wilt, who are working hard. They're, the, they're parents who are leading this initiative. And, uh, you know, for every gay person in church or trans person in church, we have a family, a mother, a father, maybe aunts, uncles, cousins, or whatever, who are also connected to that person. So all of a sudden, instead of having one person, we have multiplied that by a whole family. Yeah. And so uh, they're using the Guiding Families book that the North American Division has put out a few years ago 
and uh, it's a great resource available through Advent Source uh, online. You can get a free copy. You just have to pay for shipping uh, for that particular book. But they're, they've made a, um, a study guide, a class with that, and so they're wanting to reach out to parents uh, to help them understand uh, their LGBT loved ones. Uh, a lot of times parents will say, what did I do wrong to make my my son gay or my daughter lesbian or, or the, whatever the case is? And the answer is nothing. Uh, you didn't do anything to make this happen. That's, uh, that's not how, how this works. And so, uh, so this is another good ministry. So if anyone, you know, whether you're a college-age student or you're a parent or, or wherever, uh, I encourage people to contact SCA Kinship and to uh, let us know what your needs are, and we're happy to connect you with the right people to, to help you get connected. Well, that's great. I, I really um, love that you're promoting a uh, North American division resource and that the <laughs> NAD has put together something that on this uh, month of pride that we can be proud of. Uh, it's a uh, something exactly. that they, exactly. I know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm very, I'm very pleased with that booklet and you know, it's, it's actually being translated into a few other languages uh, for divisions around the world to use. Um, and uh, so I'm, I'm very happy that the news is getting out. I just wish there was a little bit more uh, advertisement by the North American division about this, but I, I do understand the, the politics and the, and the pushback. Uh, but it is a great resource. Um, it, it, I wish it went one step farther, but that's just <laughs> me. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm very thrilled uh, for the step that it is taking in that right direction of, of, uh, of uh, explaining and helping people understand the LGBTQIA needs. Well, uh, you are making me very proud to be an Adventist right now during this Pride Month as well, because well, I'm just so happy that uh, you have such a, a large network of Adventists who are um, getting the resources that they need as they explore the dimensions of being human. So thank you so much for mm -hmm. the work that you do. Um, and Yeah, you're welcome. It's, it, uh, you know, I'm very proud of uh, both of those. You know, uh, being LG, being gay is not something I chose, um, but I am very proud and uh, uh, thankful at this point now that I am gay uh, and that God gave me lots of opportunities even to do ministry uh, within the, the gay community. But I'm also very proud of being Seventh-day Adventist because that is something that I did choose and continue to choose to identify as. And uh, the church is doing uh, some really good things, and uh, we have lots of we have lots of supportive allies out there, and uh, some very supportive churches uh, where uh, our members can feel at home and not feel discriminated against when they attend those uh, churches in person. So I'm very thankful and proud of that. Well, it's been great talking with you. Again, I'm just expressing my gratitude for your hard work and the way that you um, connect uh, uh, our fellow brothers and sisters, uh, anyone on the gender spectrum, to a deeper, exactly. uh, deeper connection with the divine. So thank you so much yeah. for what you do, and thanks for talking with the Spectrum community. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for having me and for inviting me. I, I appreciate that, and I do... Uh, 
you know, hope that your listeners uh, will go to sdakinship.org or they can always send me an email uh, there at info at sdakinship.org. Yes, I knew Sister White. We will not fear. The kingdom is alive. The kingdom's on the move when the poor and the meek and the hungry and the lonely 